Hello, gorgeous, and welcome to another episode of Gala Loves Everything. And it is officially Virgo season. And as a card carrying Virgo, September 13th to be precise, I have some deep, meaningful thoughts about what you should be doing to organize your life. And I've got my matcha here. I've got my notebooks and journals at the ready next to me to show you. I've got bullet points in front of me. We are really going to get into it today. So please get yourself a bottle of water, grab yourself a pen and some paper. We are going to go into this. And this is something I get asked about all the time. How do you organize your life? How do you get things done, etc. So I'm going to give you as much intel as I possibly can on this very important subject. And look, some people do not nerd out over organization. They do not get excited about going to a stationery store or an art supply store. Those are not my people. Like, I love that. Anything that is like tactile, give me some paper, give me a great pen, give me some kind of organizational system, and I am in heaven, and I've always been that way. So as someone who has experimented with many systems over the years, done many, lots of like different types of organizing, and who has now found a system that really, really works, and I'm also someone who is massively productive, um, I get a lot of things done, I think I'm quite well equipped to tell you all about it. So let's start at the very beginning. The very beginning, before you even buy yourself the perfect notebook, the perfect organizer, before you open a Notion account and you start organizing everything. Yes, we'll get to it. It is so important that you start at the very top, which is like, what are your biggest goals and visions? That's it. And we have to start there because if we don't start there, you're just, you buy this notebook and you're excited about the notebook, but all you write in it is your boring ass to-do list. And your to-do list is important, but what's really valuable and what's really going to move the needle in your life and what's going to really lead you to a place of deep satisfaction and fulfillment in your life is doing the things that actually matter to you, whether that's um, writing a book, having a family, whatever. You're not going to get there if all you're thinking about is, I have to pick up my dry cleaning today. We have to have the ability to think bigger than that. And it's another reason why the magical morning practice is so very important because when we talk about our desires for the day and our future desires, we're reminding ourselves what actually matters to us and what turns us on, not just, I got to feed my kids today or whatever. Like that stuff is obviously important, right? But it's not the delicious sink your teeth into it stuff that makes life worth living. So what are your big goals and visions for the next three months, six months, 12 months? And look, life moves really fast these days, as you're aware. It really does. And so you may feel that plotting your goals for a year out is insane. I I kind of think anyone who has a five or 10 year plan these days is mental because we have literally no idea what's going to happen. But if you at least have some idea of what you want to head towards, then you're going to be much more likely to get there. So this past weekend, I was sitting on the back of the boat and I was brainstorming this brand new manifesting ritual. And I was writing down my goals for 
um, December 31st of 2022. And I was like, okay, we're almost at September. What is it that I really want to create and really want to do and shift in my life before this point? And as I was writing these things down, I was creating this new manifesting ritual that we are going to be learning in The Vortex, Iconic, and you're going to be learning that ritual on September 1st. So if you have not joined us yet, this is your time. And this ritual is very powerful, and it really consists of, look, I don't want to give it all away, but it's really about getting very clear about the intentions that you have, making them very simple, boiling them down, and then incorporating them into a daily practice that just puts them in your body so that you know where you're going. And mm, it's going to be really good. So I want you to, before you, like I said, even buy the journal and uh, you know organize your Google calendar, get really clear on what is it that you want. And this can take a moment, you know, and sometimes you'll sit down and it will just pour out of you and it will, you will just be hit with this inspirational wave and you'll know, but sometimes these things will come to you quietly or slowly. They might come to you when you're on a walk or when you're talking to someone. Some people don't know what they want until they're vocalizing with other people. Some people don't know what they want until they're moving their body. Some people don't know what they want until they're quiet and in stillness. So you know what works best for you, what your energy type is. So you need to really pay attention to that and facilitate that as much as you can for yourself. Okay, now here is something else that I really want you to do. And this is a very important tip that I literally see nobody talking about. And that is to figure out your true hourly rate. Now, I know that doesn't sound sexy, right? And especially if you're an entrepreneur, you might be like, I don't have an hourly rate because, you know, I'm working X amount of days and blah, 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 and it's not hourly and whatever. But everybody needs to know their hourly rate. This is something I learned from my man, who's he's a clever one. So here's how you figure out your hourly rate. You are going to take your yearly income. So let's say how much money you made in 2021, and then you're going to divide that by 250, which is like roughly the amount of days you work a year, right? And then with that number, you're going to divide that number by eight. And this becomes your hourly rate, Now, for some people, it's going to be $20. For some people, it's going to be $200. For some people, it's going to be $1,500 or more. But this is your hourly rate. And you're going to use this to figure out what you should be doing with your time going forward. And as you go forward, you're going to ask yourself, so say, for example, you need to get your car cleaned and your hourly rate is um, $1,000, let's say, just round figure, right? Or even $100. So when you go get and get your car cleaned, you have to ask yourself, if it takes me an hour to drive my car to the place, get it cleaned and bring it back, is this worth doing if it's costing me $100 to do? Or is it worth doing if it's costing me $1,000 to do? And if it's not you need to learn to delegate. And delegation is an art and it's taken me some time to wrap my head around. And I think a lot of us, if we struggle with being a little bit controlling, being like a secret dictator, um, feeling like we're a perfectionist and 
I'm the only one who can get it right. I'm the only one who can do it properly, blah, blah, blah. It's all just code for being a fucking controlling, manipulative pain in the ass. But if you can learn to delegate things, your life will just be so much better. And so you, if you really want a vastly productive life, if you really want to create things of substance, if you really want to create beyond just what you can physically do with your time and enroll other people in your dream and your vision, you have to learn to delegate. It's really essential. And when you think about this, you're going to come to some realizations like, oh, it's not worth me taking my car to the car wash place. It's actually a better use of my time to have someone come here and do it because they can be cleaning my car and I can be working at the same time. And look, the idea is not that you should be working all the time to make it up or whatever. It just gives you a really good ballpark idea of what your time is actually worth. For example, I went to Disneyland about a week or two ago and I was infuriated by the time I left because we were there for, I don't know, eight hours. We maybe went on three rides and standing in the line for Starbucks to get an impossible breakfast sandwich and a matcha latte took me 40 minutes. And when I break down my hourly That is just not worth my time. My time is so much more valuable than that. And I want you to start thinking about the things that you're doing. Is this really a good use of my time and my energy? And you'll start to realize that your time is super valuable. And it might even help you to draw some boundaries around who you want to spend time with and what kind of relationships you want to entertain. If your time is worth $100 an hour or $1,000 an hour, do you really want to spend an evening with someone who bores you senseless when you could be making $400, $4,000? You know what I'm saying? So it's just a really good way of establishing yourself and just being like, well, is this worth my time or not? So there you go. Now, once you've done this, I want you to start thinking about your priorities, What is it that really, really matters to you? Is it your business? Is it your relationship? Is it your health? Is it your children? Is it your creativity? Is it your friendships? Is it your spirituality? Where are your priorities? What are the most important things in your life? And I want you to really make them, make it a list on paper and really put them in order. And that might seem brutal, but you cannot have five things equal in ranking of priority. It doesn't work like that. You really need to be clear about what your priorities are in this moment. And look, they're going to switch. They're going to change. You may have three months where your relationship is the most important thing. And then you might have a couple of months where your business is the most important thing. And they're going to go round and round in circles. Things are always changing, right? Nothing is static all the time. But once you know what your priorities are, then we're going to start getting nerdy about it, okay? And then you are going to start putting those things on your calendar and you're going to make those into essential dates with yourself. Now, your girl loves Google Calendar. I don't know about this Apple Calendar thing. It seems like a shit show to me. I love Google Calendar. It's I run my whole life that way. And so if you were to look at my Google Calendar... For me, it's not about my daily tasks or errands or anything like that. I use my Google Calendar, which is on my laptop and my iMac and my phone, for dates or 
events that involve other people. So my personal training sessions are on there, massages are on there, dates with friends are on there, um, seeing my partner, that's on there, um, all of those things, like, you know, anything that involves somebody else, like all my vortex calls are on there. So when I look at that, I, it's basically a calendar of my obligations that involve other people. And that way, when I'm planning things, I can like make that work. I have room and I'm not looking at a Google calendar that is like stacked from start to finish with, I'm going to do this task and then I'm going to do that task and then I'm going to do this task because that doesn't work for me. And the way that I I run my day really depends on my energy level and my interest level and my enthusiasm level. And as an emotional manifester, <laughs> when I'm not feeling it, I can't make myself do it. And so I don't even try these days. So my Google Calendar, and I really recommend you do it this way, is just for dates with other people. And this just makes your life so easy. And you can also obviously share those links with people if you want to be a real nerd about it. But I keep all of that stuff on a digital interface. So I use Google Calendar. Now, I for my Vortex classes, I was at Target the other day and they had this really cute, this is from the home edit, they had this really cute little rainbow wall calendar. And so I've started plotting out what the classes are going to be for the month. And I just keep this on my desk. And it's just a really easy, like looking at it at a glance way of me knowing what kind of content I need to prepare, who I need to talk to, what I need to get ready. And that's a really easy thing. So I use that for planning for the vortex, which is really great. And obviously, I was just talking about delegation, so you should also know that I do not um, schedule Zooms, send out Zoom links, blah, blah, blah. My girl, Audrey, does that. She is our intergalactic queen of operations. She's been with me, I think, nine years now. Hmm. It's a long time, and she does all of that stuff. So something that I want to reiterate when it talk, when I talk about you know delegation is knowing your strengths and my strengths are big picture vision having the ideas um, excitedly telling people about them and then her job and her specialty and what she's amazing at is running the back end of things and making that stuff happen now some of you may be like okay that sounds great but like I don't have an Audrey or I can't afford an Audrey right now what do I do so just so you know, I did all of this myself for a very, 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 very long time. If she and I have been working together for nine years, that means that I did it all myself for eight years. And even up until last year, it was just her and I. So it was just her and I doing everything. So I really am a believer in doing as much as you can on your own first. And then you bring in the other people who are great at what they do. Now, the next thing that I am a massive proponent of is writing your daily tasks down on paper. And the reason for this is multitudinous, but my favorite reason for this is so that you can cross them off with a pen very decisively once you're done. That is a very satisfying feeling. And almost incomparable. So here's what I use for writing down my daily tasks. I have a six ring binder. 
I think it's a six ring, I don't know, eight ring maybe, from a company called Cloth and Paper. And their stuff is beautiful and it's very aesthetically pleasing. I don't know if you can see this, kind of. It's extremely minimal and sexy. If you're watching this, you can see it. If you're listening, sorry. Just imagine something beautiful. And I love this this company. And basically you buy these rings and then you buy paper to go in and sit within those rings so that you can fill it up the way that you want to. So I actually learned about this company from my best friend, Shauna, who is also a Virgo. Her birthday is the day after mine. And she's also my graphic designer. And she's obsessed with these binders. She has like three or four of them for different things, which I think is completely insane, but she loves it and it makes her happy. And Cloth and Paper has a monthly membership where you can sign up and they just send you like a box of supplies for your binder every month. It is a nerd paradise, seriously. And every time I try to talk about it to my man, he's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, yes, I know, but only in the best way. So here is the way that I do this. I'm currently using a bookmark that is, ah, shit. (laughs) So I'm currently using a bookmark that is a pink $100 bill from Vortex Fest. And those of you who were at Vortex Fest may recall that the very last moment of Vortex Fest was me being on stage speaking and all of a sudden the music started playing and I got very upset that the music was playing because I wasn't finished. But at that same moment... Uh, our surprise Vortex dancers ran up on stage and started dancing to a very special Vortex dance routine. It was really amazing. You had to be there. But at the end, there were money guns shooting these pink $100 bills all over the dancers and all over the audience. So it was quite amazing. So anyway, I like to use something as a bookmark just so I know where I'm at within my book. And the great thing about these binders is that they lay flat on your desk so you can turn and keep it on the page that you want it to stay on, which is really great. And the pages that I'm using, they have different setups for the kind of monthly pages you have, but mine are basically three or four days to a page or to to two pages, which I really like. And it's just really good for um, just your daily tasks and errands. You know, for example, mine today said email Wes, Elliot, Vortex Connect, Virgo Real, Natalia podcast, question mark, exclamation point, eat oats, whole foods order, book nails, email Amber, Astro Gong. Now that doesn't really mean that much to you, but those were my major significant tasks for the day. I haven't completed all of them but I've completed most of them and also have obviously done lots of other things. Um, Other notebooks that I use, other systems that I have, I always have a blank notebook around. Um, I always take it with me when I travel and I always take a pen that I love because when I'm traveling is often when I have my best ideas. And while I could be buying blank paper to go in my cloth and paper folder, I... I like it to be sort of slim. I like it to only have the days in it that I'm using. So I will also go back and remove the pages that have been passed so it doesn't get too thick and too bulky. And the other thing that I do, I have this journal that I use for my everyday journaling. Um, 
It is by a woman whose name I can never remember. I will put it in the caption so that you can find these for yourself. They come in all kinds of colors. I obviously like it in lavender. It's very cute. So now look, let me now come to some of my productivity and efficiency tips, which I think will help you a lot. And a lot of this is really simple, but if you actually implement it and you actually do it, you will experience big dramatic shifts in your life. So the first one is that every time you think of something that you need to do, you do it immediately. So if you think, oh, I should email Wes, instead of thinking it, just open your computer or your phone and email Wes. Um, this really cuts down on the amount of sort of psychic clutter and, you know, just like never ending things in your head. Just do things as soon as you think of them. And this also applies to if something is going to take you less than 10 or 20 seconds to do, you do it in the moment. And often we put things off because it's like, oh, I'll do it later, but you never really get around to it. So it might be something like, you know, you open a check and you deposit it in your bank account, or it might be something like, I'm just going to take the trash outside, or it's something like, I'm just going to take these dishes from the sink and I'm going to put them in the dishwasher. Don't put off what you could do right now, because if you you do things in the moment, then there's less to worry about. It just really clears your mind and makes things so easy. And the same deal goes with your inbox. Uh, it's really tempting to let something sit in there forever, but my suggestion is instead of reading it and then ignoring whatever action needs to be taken, you read it and you immediately act. You immediately respond or you forward it or you file it or whatever needs to be done. And obviously as a Virgo, I think I speak for all Virgos when I say it makes me insane when I see someone has an inbox with like a thousand unread messages. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing with your life? I literally could not function like that. If I have an unread notification on anything, it makes me feel crazy. So, I mean, if you have thousands of unread messages in your inbox, um, my suggestion is you just delete that email account and start again and deal with things as they come in. And set up some aggressive like spam trash filters, you know, like just make your life simple. You don't need to be staring at a million bold, angry subject lines. That's horrifying. Don't do that to yourself. The next thing I suggest is that you start to stack your habits. So this is an idea from a book called Atomic Habits, which is really about getting things done and how do we create new habits that are powerful and effective rather than trying to shoehorn in a million habits and never having the time to actually do them. So in this book, they talk about stacking your habits, which means if you want to pick up a new habit, like say, for example, you want to start taking your supplements and your vitamins, you stack that with something that you're already doing. So maybe that's making a coffee in the morning. Maybe you have like an espresso machine in your kitchen or something like that. Put your vitamins and your supplements right next to your coffee machine and make that a two-for-one deal. When you make your coffee, you also take your vitamins. Really, really simple. It could also be something like you, when you're walking your dog in the morning, instead of listening to music, you listen to Abraham Hicks, or you listen to a business podcast, or you listen to something that's going to really uplift you and put you in a good state of mind for the day. 
Stack your habits. It's the easiest way to make changes. Um, Just add something to a habit that you already have. It really makes things seamless and simple. Cannot suggest this enough. The next is just some efficiency and productivity habits around your phone. Oh my God, it's so easy to just use your phone as the ultimate black hole and the ultimate distraction device. So what I suggest you do is you set limits on your apps. I've set my Instagram limit to one hour a day, which I almost always try to go over because it's so compelling to be in my DMs all day and to be replying to comments and to be looking at reels and fiddling around in there. But if you set limits on your apps and you can do that within the settings in your phone, you'll start to get a lot of awareness around how much time you're actually spending doing these things. And for me, even if it comes up and says, you have reached your limit on Instagram today, I can still choose to give myself another 15 minutes to complete whatever I'm doing. But it really just does keep my mind on top of how much am I using these things. And as I go into this next year of the Vortex, which it's kind of like September is my new year, firstly because I'm a Virgo, so it really literally is my solar return, but it's also when the Vortex starts every year. So for me, this is like the start of a new year. And my real focus this year going forward is to create life and not just consume it. And so to me, that means looking at less people's stories on Instagram. It means looking at less people's content on Instagram. And it means really just being in my own zone. And I think for anyone who's an artist or an entrepreneur, it is so important that you do not spend too much time looking at what other people are doing, especially the people that you may consider to be your competition, because it's the surest way to really dull your edge and get very basic and very copycatty. And to me, that's the antithesis of everything that I want to do. I want to go left when other people are going right. So... For me, it really helps to have those limits on my social media apps and it just keeps my mind clear. I also, I have TikTok on my phone, but I literally will not allow myself to open it unless I'm posting something. Um, because it's a it's a black hole of hilarity and ridiculousness. And my time, as we spoke about at the top of the episode, is just too valuable for me to be doing that. I just don't want to spend my time that way. So I literally mm, will not let myself open it. Um, I also really recommend using the do not disturb setting on your phone. I use it all the time and even silly little things like when I'm riding my Peloton, sometimes I have my phone down there with me. Sometimes I don't, but if I do, I like my phone on do not disturb so that texts aren't coming in and I'm not distracted and I'm not tempted to look on Instagram or whatever while, or text people while I'm riding. Like I want to do one thing at a time and I want to focus absolutely on that task. So for me, the do not disturb function is really valuable. Also, turn off your notifications, dude. You don't need those on. You just don't need those on. And don't answer calls and don't answer texts. Like, let that shit, it can wait till later. Which also brings me to my next subject, which is about batching your tasks. So, It's really challenging for your brain to jump from different task to different task. Like for example, to write a newsletter and then record a podcast and then create something for Instagram and then, I don't know, write some copy or whatever. It's really hard for your brain to switch gears over and over again. And you don't get into flow when you're shifting gears constantly. 
in order to get into flow, you need to be doing the same thing consistently and like really just stick with that thing without interruptions and without diversions. So when it comes to your business or your art or anything like that, what I really recommend is that you batch the things that you do. So for example, you have a day where you just sit and you think about what you want to do and you daydream and you make lists and you set goals and have visions and maybe you look at stuff on Pinterest to create vision boards or whatever, but you stay in that zone for the bulk of your day. You can have creation days where you're recording podcasts or you're recording uh, video for reels or you are taking photos for Instagram or whatever. So you batch all of that. So, you know, you do your hair and makeup in the morning and then you film 20 videos or something like that. Like obviously little short ones, but just batch this stuff so that you're not like always running behind the, like a hamster wheel, you know? You can batch your interview days or your phone call days, your meeting days. Um, You can do all your social media planning in one afternoon. So really, instead of jumping from task to task, all these different things, try to do as much of one thing in one day as you possibly can. You'll be amazed by how much more productive you'll be this way. And... um, This has really helped me a lot to just really delineate what happens on what day in my life. I personally really love that. (laughs) So another thing that I really recommend doing is looking at your calendar the night before. So every night, basically, before you wind down for the day, look at your calendar and just see what's coming up. What do you need to be prepared for? Do you have an interview? Do you have a meeting? Do you have a place that you need to be? Do you need to go get something done for your car? Look at your calendar and your to-do list the day before, because that way you're putting your subconscious mind to work and you're giving it the information that it needs to solve problems. So Also, if you do this, it just takes the stress out of the day because you're going to wake up and you're going to know what needs to be done rather than panicking and looking at your calendar and being like, oh my God, I have that thing at 8am and I'm totally not prepared and I'm already running late. That is the worst feeling in the world. So don't do that to yourself. Something else that you can do is you can set up in Google Calendar and probably in Apple Calendars or whatever other system you use that it gives you a notification that an event is coming up. So mine alerts me 15 minutes before everything. And so that gives me enough time. I'm usually pretty on top of things. I'm very rarely surprised by my calendar. But if there is something that I have somehow blanked out on, it does give me the opportunity to like get ready or go somewhere or whatever. Whatever. So I like to have a notification turned on so that I know just in case, like just in case things get crazy, I know where I need to be and when. And finally, I mean, look, not even finally, I could talk about this subject literally forever, but we only have so much time and you only have so much of an attention span. Am I right? Yes, I'm right. Um, And obviously, if there are more specific things you want to know about getting your life organized, please let me know in the comments below because I would love to talk about, I mean, all of it forever. And I probably will, let's be honest. But the final thing I would say is getting your closet organized is so blissful. And I have been talking to my bestie, Shauna, who loves to color code things about her coming back to my house to stay to reorganize my closet. She is so excited about it. I would almost feel like I was taking advantage of her if she didn't love genuinely doing it so much. But 
with your closet, there are two things that I really recommend. Obviously, this could be a whole subject on its own and let me know if you want me to talk about it. But number one is you should only be buying clothing that exists within a certain color palette. So don't buy clothing from every color of the rainbow because it will be impossible to match things. It will be impossible to feel coordinated. Personally, as a Virgo, like I love a matching set, you know, that's kind of my favorite thing to wear. But if you only buy from within a certain palette of colors, everything goes together. So, for example, I really only buy clothing that is white, gray, pink, blue, purple, and black. That's it. There's no green in my closet, there's no brown, there's no yellow, there's no red, there's no orange. What are the other colors? Basically, I don't buy anything from those from those shades of the rainbow. And additionally, because I know what looks good on my skin, I only buy things that are a cool tone. So I won't buy a warm toned pink. It doesn't look good on me, but I will buy a cool toned pink and that shit pops. So number one is only buy from a certain palette. And really, if your closet is a mishmash menagerie of every color under the rainbow and you feel panicked every morning getting dressed, that might be why. So simplify, simplify, simplify. And the second thing is to color code your closet. So all of my closet is in color order, starting at white, moving all the way down to black. And that makes things so easy. I can see at a glance, if I want to wear a white top, I can see them all in one immediate foul swoop. And that makes my life so easy. So look, these are my tips for organizing your life just off the bat there's so much more to say about it. I'll be teaching more about it in the Vortex, of course, because the Vortex is really your behind the pink velvet curtain look at my whole world. And it's very no holds barred in there. So if you do want more of this kind of thing, we really go in depth in the Vortex. So that's the place to be. The link is bit.ly slash iconic Vortex. And we really kick off 1st of September. So at the time that I'm recording this, it's like less than a week until that point. So don't miss out. You're going to be sad. And uh, I hope this was helpful. I actually brought my glasses. These aren't really my glasses. Well, they're my glasses, but they're not my prescription glasses. But I brought them because I was like, I feel like I should wear these while I'm recording, but they're very reflective. But just to get the full nerd effect, you know, this is gala on nerd life, a million percent. I hope that this was inspiring. I'd love to hear what tips you're going to use. And if you have tips that are bombastic and amazing and have helped you organize your whole life, please leave them in the comments. People need to hear this stuff, as you're probably aware. I love you so much. I'll be back in the next episode. I will see you so soon. Much love. Bye.